Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It is a special edition of the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Because of you wonderful My Talk listeners, you showed up and helped us raise a whole lot of money during Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. And as such, thank you. We are rewarding you, as promised, with a full Colleen and Bradley show of blind items. Yes! Tell them what they get. Juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. We're doing old ones. We're doing new ones. We will not do future ones ones because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We might. That yeah. is true. We've got musty ones, crusty ones, crusty hot and fresh ones. ones. <laughs> I like crusty. You a good do. Nice for fresh bread. All right. Well, uh, so for those of you who maybe uh, aren't around, usually when we do the blind items, or you don't really, you haven't quite gotten the hang of the segment that we call "Blinded by the Item." Let's explain. Let's just contextualize. We're gonna like set the table. Get out the oh, oh. the fine get, china. Like, is this like your uh, professorship that you're yes. offering up here? Like I'm Professor Lindstrom, and I'm gonna tell you about blind items. Exactly. Okay. But the first thing you need to know is this. Uh, we you, let's talk about us. No, let's talk about though how we stumbled upon blind items in the way that we did because I know a lot of people have followed different blind item uh, deliverers, delivery vehicles in the past, but we source ours from a mostly mainly from a blogger named NT Lawyer. That's yep. the moniker he goes by. Mm-hmm. We don't know his identity. Nope. We don't know if he's one person. We yeah. don't know if he's many people's. Um, all we know is that there is a name NT lawyer yep. associated with a website, crazydaysandnights.net, that is full of blind items. Juicy. And the way that we first learned about it, Bradley, I, I think it was a Vanity Fair article uh, around uh, the time of Harvey Weinstein's uh, crimes coming to light. And it was like buried deep in that article, sort of a passing mention about um, a person who had a blog who wrote blind items that had been talking about this for a long, long time. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was the Vanity Fair piece. I was just going back really quickly to look. That was like circa 2016. That seems like it's a little early for when mm. we incorporated blind items. Holly, do you remember when we started the segment? Because you've been hosting it from the beginning. Well, I think we started it in 2017, and there was a Daily Beast mm, there was okay. an Daily Beast with NT Lawyer mm-hmm. that uh, was explaining 
how blind items work, his role in this. And so well, then we took it from there. And yeah. then there was, I know that we interviewed Enti Lawyer. He actually was a guest on the show. And I think there was a follow-up New York Times piece anyway. The moral of the story is this guy who uh, styles himself on the internet as a 300-pound entertainment lawyer in his basement, mm-hmm. um, sort of riffing on pop culture and gossip and celebrity uh, subterfuge and shenanigans. He's been around for years. Like, I don't know exactly when his blog spot started, but I would say what? I mean, it had to have been like early 2000s. Oh, I would say it's at least 20 years old, it right? It reads that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the website itself hasn't changed since probably like 2006 yeah. or before, actually, much before. Anyway, the moral of the story is. We found out about this guy. There turns out there was a whole subculture, and uh, some of our own listeners were like, once we started bringing Anti Lawyer to the fore, they were like, oh, we've been following Anti Lawyer for years, and have you ever gone down this rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, and we were like, thanks and, for telling us. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> because we, truth be told, until Me Too, until the era of sort of revealing Hollywood secrets, and really out of an altruistic sense of bringing truth to power, which a lot of these stories, Me Too stories did, right? Mm-hmm. It it gave us the entree into this whole underground world of blind items that, frankly, it wasn't just us who were turned on. Many of you then became turned on, not just because, or at least of all, because we created a segment out of uh, this this whole format, but also because just it hit the zeitgeist in a way where people started sort of like heading in that direction. And we could talk about why and how, and that would actually be a really fascinating like cocktail party conversation about this sort of effect of blind items on our culture and why we've started to consume them the way we have and how they've changed, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it over the next three hours. Can you tell we've got exciting things to talk mm-hmm. about? But the anti-lawyer piece of that um, just really cemented it for us. And that's when we then in turn created the segment. That's in turn when we, I think as a show, started to, you know, nail that whole deep in the shallow concept where not everything is not what it seems. I th- and, and I'm actually glad you said that because that's kind of what I was I was thinking in this moment is the our discovery of NT lawyers blind items and then the entire conversation that was bubbling up kind of under the surface about blind items in general is part of what turned our kind of like shifted the focus of our show from being a show that received tabloid information and then twisted it up and then shared it back with you in creative and different ways to a show that questioned every single narrative because we understood that as our friend Kat Perkins says, uh, and we have now stolen and made ours, nothing is real and everyone smokes yeah. in Hollywood. The the veneer of Hollywood has been a very thick veneer and we're just kind of trying to chip away at it and see what it is they want us to believe and what the reality is. And it's a fun game. Let's be clear. The reason we do blind items is no more complicated than it's a great, it's, it's essentially crossword or Sudoku for uh, pop culture enthusiasts. It's low stakes. It's fun. So if you are just entering uh, the conversation for the first time, and you know that we solve these every day, you might wonder, okay, so like, how do you, how do you kind of narrow it down? Right. There are some clues that NT Lawyer gives us. And of course, you know, the A, A minus list, A plus list, B list, C list, etc. Um, 
that is sort of a ranking system and it kind of tells your brain like what file to go to first, yep. right? Because if you're talking about a C-list celebrity, we know that's not going to be like a Brad Pitt or an Angelina Jolie, but it might be kind of a middling reality star. So we kind of then know which drawer to go to in the file cabinet. But then there is a, another word that sometimes accompanies A-list, permanent A-list. So if it's a permanent A-list person, we know that that is probably some sort of politician, uh, somebody who has uh, had a very large and long-standing stake in Hollywood, like mm-hmm. a Elvis or a Madonna or an Oprah, like somebody who you are never going to forget, right? So those are some of the clues that we play a lot around with. Um, there's one very specific one that we always know. A-list everything in her mind. That's Jennifer Lopez. 100% of the time. So you can kind of just, after a while, you get familiar with how uh, NT describes these people. And um, that just shorthands it for you. Some other words that you might hear us use during the course of the show today. A-literate. That does not mean a celebrity who can't read. We say (laughs) A-literate. In order, illiterate. Yeah, it's illiterate, but we say illiterate so that you know that we're not saying illiterate. Illiterate, and that just means uh, the first and last name start with the same letter, so that helps us narrow that down as well. And then there's another term that might pop up from time to time, and that is yachting. And yachting is sort of not what you might think it is at first blush. Because when when we first started, we're not on a boat. Well, as we, much as I want to be on a boat, when we first started doing these, uh, they would he would you know talk about yachters, and I would be like, I don't know anybody who sails the high seas that is a celebrity, um, or but maybe it's somebody who owns a yacht. Well, no, that's not even what it means. What is the culture of yachting, Bradley? Well, as it's just, as it's hinted to or reference in CrazyDaysAndNights.net, yachting just refers to the lifestyle of very rich people typically on mega yachts and all of the social life that goes along with it. That's a very broad definition. But within that, you've got like the seedier side would say that, um, you know, people who participate in yachting and the way that Enti will often refer to women who participate in yachting and probably sometimes men too, I would imagine, because money is money, is that there's a level of um, sex work involved or that there are people who are trying to sort of get ahead in a chosen industry and for the reference or the purposes of our conversation, it's usually entertainers and celebrities and pop culture hangers on Mm -hmm. that I'm sure there's, you know, yachters for, you know, like high profile, uh, I don't know, real estate, uh, what, like it, the industry doesn't matter. It does to us. Cause that's where we focus in on, but yachting writ large is nothing more than just a bunch of rich people on a yacht and shenanigans happen. And, um, some people can make a career out of that. And it's, you know, think of it as sort of a networking opportunity. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes it really is nothing more than that, but sometimes it's also, you know, it's like, it's, it, it could be a lot of things, but it, it, it truly could just be like, I want to get my face in front of, you know, somebody who's high up in the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is off the coast of the Mediterranean 
on a billionaire's yacht during Cannes. And so some of the people that have been associated with this are celebrities like Meghan Markle, um, like uh, Priyanka Chopra. Chrissy Teigen at one point yes. got candid about the culture of yachting for yeah. the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, so you you will you will not be well. I we we tell that so that you will not be surprised at the use of the word yachting, and you'll have a better understanding of what it means and how many people really in Hollywood do that and have actually moved their career in a direction probably partially because of that oh, for sure uh so we're going to dig into some blind items in multiple different fun ways uh throughout the show but in the meantime in between time we are going to also deliver you all the dirt straight from hollywood with a dirt alert when we come back on the colleen and bradley show the very special blind item Beep show beep. on my talk 1071. did you hear second chance romance this week we're doing it twice a week now on tuesdays and thursdays on the jason and alexis show in the morning Here's a little taste. Like, things are going so well, and then all of a sudden, he's distracted. He's on his phone. I asked him, you know, is everything okay? Mm. And he played it off like he's... This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Holly Roberts is here with all of the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a Dirt Alert. What's up, Paul? James Corden broke his silence last night on the Late Late Show to acknowledge the recent controversy involving his now-reversed ban from the restaurant Balthasar in New York City. And surprisingly, uh, he didn't really sound all that different than he sounded this entire process. Oh, I would like to present to you, Colleen and Bradley, James Corden's words last night on his talk show. Oof, I got to uh, hang on to my eyeballs. Okay. Hang on to your eyes. Secure your eyes Secure while I read your you balls. this. Uh, and those two. Yep. Quote, I didn't shout or scream. I didn't get up out of my seat. I didn't call anyone names or use derogatory language. I have been walking around thinking that I hadn't done anything wrong, right? But the truth is I have. I made a rude comment and it was wrong. It was an unnecessary comment. It was ungracious to the server. He it seemed very minimizing. I don't know. Like on one hand, I'm like, I'm done with this story. I don't need to talk about it anymore because we've been down this road and he has gotten way too much mm-hmm. airtime for anybody we would ever normally talk about. Mm-hmm. That said, obviously, we're going to talk about it. And this was the first time he was in front of a camera. But it's terribly not surprising that a person who exhibited such egomaniacal behavior would then try to minimize it when he's t- like it wasn't relatable. There was no. nothing about what he what he explained in his uh, discussion last night that seemed in the least bit um, like, I don't know, relatably humble. You know what it smacks of to me uh, is like somebody on his team got to him after that uh, New York Times moment and said, listen, you did it wrong. And here's a way you can do it. Yeah. And maybe have it a little bit both ways, yep. and fine. But I'm, but not no. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> fine, but not no. Bye. <laughs> I just he's shown himself. And yeah, like again, it it just didn't seem like he had he had exhibited anything different than what he's done so far. It was definitely much more casual, but it was minimizing. Yeah, which is like, so I don't care what you thought. Right. It's clear that the owner of the business called you literally mm-hmm. the worst patron that his restaurant has had in 20 or however many years. Yeah. 
A long time. That's not nothing. A quarter of a century, and you, sir, James Corden, are the yeah. worst. But that- you're just like, oh, I, you know, I said that. I d- well, I didn't raise my voice. And yeah. So- well, James Corden went on to say, whenever these sorts of moments come my way, I like to adopt quite a British attitude. Never complain, never explain. It's very much my motto. But as my dad pointed out to me on Saturday, he said, son, you did complain, so you might need to explain. Mm. I mean, his dad was right, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that, you know, I also loved how he threw his dad in the audience so that he could be like, look, I'm a, I'm a normal person with family and feelings and friends and emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It seemed a little. Yeah. Much. What I think is interesting in this moment is that this, yes, he's addressing that very one specific experience. Yeah. But a person who routinely or at any point in their lives feels perfectly fine behaving in the way that he did at that restaurant and thinks it's not actually bad behavior because he didn't raise his voice. Uh, allegedly, this is somebody who does this behavior on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. And remember, yeah. he only thought about this after it was brought to his attention, not after, after the moment. Like we can all imagine a situation where, for the, I mean, we've all had those situations where, for the love of God, just bring me mm-hmm. an omelet. Yeah, you don't like. Yeah, it's not that hard. We're not I will always go our in best back self. and make myself. And I'm like, we've all had personal, like, customer service experiences that came up less than our expectations, and it could be just that we had a bad day, and we might even react. But then you think better of it, and if I think you're someone like James Corden who has a terribly public facing career. Actually, just as a good person, you do that. But even more so as mm-hmm. a person who is facing the public, you'd think, you know, even though I feel like I was totally justified in everything I did and said, I'm just going to go that extra step to ameliorate yeah. what might be perceived, because I think I am held to a different standard in public, uh, as a slight. But that, he didn't do that. No, he did not. No, he, I mean... He didn't do anything until it blew up in international headlines. It's because he got caught doing and it. He still didn't really kind of all the way no, do it. No, no. Yes, you're right. And also, bye. Bye. Yes, I think we're done. I, yeah. I, yeah. Nothing personal. We'll talk about him but a little we've bit. Moved. No, yeah, no, but we well, will be talking about him a little bit later in our very special oh, blind oh, item show. Interesting. In a mean, segment we call Anti Lawyer Was Right. Okay. Um, We had to close the loop on that. Other stories making headlines this afternoon. Uh, Let's talk about Taylor Swift's new video. She dropped it yesterday and it's called Bejeweled. And Laura Dern is in this, D- uh, Dita Tease, and there are plenty of Easter eggs. Colleen, did you have a chance to watch this I music video? I did not video? have an opportunity oh, yet. Oh. What are you doing? I can't believe Maybe you're I... like moving around out of the yeah. house yet. I know. Yeah. I know. It's shocking to me as well. well when are you going to watch it? When I have some extra time on my hands, right. uh, I'll get my eyeballs well, on we that. We expect a full report. I mean, she yes. does a good job um, being theatrical with her videos. Yeah. So I would imagine yeah. that's amazing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So go ahead and watch that. It's a Cinderella story with Taylor Swift and Dita Von Tees and Sparkles. Uh, award season coming up in the world of films, and this year's Gotham Awards, taking place November 28th, has honored the movie Tar. With a full nomination slew. So this is a movie to look out for. This is Kate Blanchett starring as the mm, conductor. Mm-hmm. And then there are some things that happen. I don't know, but it looks serious. It looks stressful. <laughs> There's some things it's, that happen. It looks serious yeah. and stressful. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is nominated for Best Feature along with Everything Everywhere All at Once, Dos Estaciones, The Cathedral, and the movie After Sun. Okay. okay. I like it. Holly. Kate Blanchett. And stretch it.
Thank you very much, Holly, for that dirt alert. Uh, when we come back on the very special episode of the Colleen and Bradley show, the blind item edition, pew, pew, we are going to just do our regular old blind items, uh, you know, but this time you'll know that there's more coming after the end of this segment. Uh, we're going to do a little blinded by the item after this on my talk one Oh seven one. You know what makes Jennifer Snyder and the whole Snyder team uh, with EXP Realty special? They're real people. They're real people who have plenty of experience. In fact, two decades plus, almost three decades of experience selling and buying homes across the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They've literally been through every scenario. And especially for a lot of my talk listeners right now, uh, life transitions are probably um, in and around you. What I mean by that is think of family members who are going to be moving, say, from a home they've lived in for decades to maybe an assisted living facility. Well, Jennifer and her team have helped plenty of people over the years transition to a new form of living. And let me just give you one example. Katie and Jennifer, or I should say Katie, uh, was helped by Jennifer and her team with her mom and dad who were preparing to move into assisted living. Dad's health was rapidly declining, but Jennifer's care and wisdom throughout the process was very much appreciated. If you're dealing with one of those transitions, call Jennifer and her team, the Snyder team with the XP Realty. It is the special edition of the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We are doing all blind items all the time. <laughs> On this Tuesday's episode of the show, thank you to all of you for helping us raise so very much money uh, during Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. And uh, that's why we're doing this. It's a little reward for your earballs. It's a big ass all day reward. Thank you. Now, uh, usually this is the time where we do blind items. So guess what we're going to do? Blind items! Yes! Blinded by the Reinventing the real here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Of course, we're going to deliver you some piping hot celebrity gossip mysteries to solve right now. Like this one. Look for the A plus list singer to quietly stab the music producer in the back prior to her next original album. She knows how to read the room. Would that be Taylor Swift? No. Yes. Okay. So are we talking about Scooter Scooter Braun? Oh, wait. No. Well, who, oh, oh, uh, not Jack Antonoff. Oh, yeah. that's shocking. Poor Kay. Um, well, let me fill in the blank yeah. for you. So look for Taylor Swift to quietly stab the music producer Jack Antonoff in the back. Prior to her next original album, she knows how to read the room. Oh, okay. So, okay. I got this for you. I'll, uh, I'll do this in Swifties. Okay. Because a lot of what the conversation is right now about this album is that perhaps her time with Jack Antonoff and the sound that he produces is now kind of spent because he has a very particular, I mean, you can hear his influence like you can with a lot of different producers. You can hear his influence on this album and it is a thread that sort of runs through all of the ones that he's produced. And she's a master of reinvention. And so because this is sort of saying like, she's hearing the chatter, she's hearing what the critics are saying and the people critics are saying, watch out before she releases another one. She'll do something to cut ties with him in a way that sure. makes it clear that he won't be producing the next one. Yeah, because she's ready to move on. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Headline, the Taylor Swift Jack Antonoff conundrum. Mm. Is it time for her to move on? 
So says the report. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it's, it, it's time. All right. Duly noted. It is time. Oh, Colleen, if you say it's time. Then it must be time because we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, read the following blind item. The aging former A-list comic actor who is accused of all types of egregious behavior will be front and center for the marketing campaign of a new entry into a different universe from the one mentioned previously today. That doesn't mean anything. So think about a new entry in a cinematic universe. Well, mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're talking about Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, a new entry into a cinematic universe. It's yes. not like you're not talking about like a superhero universe, are you? Oh, oh. yes. Is he doing a superhero movie? Is he like DC in it? Is he Marvel, Marvel in it? What, uh, what do we know? Anything? Well, yeah. He's in a new Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Let me fill in the blank for you. So, Bill Murray, who has been accused of all types of egregious behaviors, will be front and center oh. for the marketing campaign of the latest Ant-Man movie mm-hmm. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in which he has a large role. Who's, who's the Ant-Man again? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I was going to mm-hmm. say he's like the, the anti- uh, superhero, superhero. He's a little, yeah. the little superhero, mm-hmm. Ant Man. Yeah. I wonder if when you look at his face close up, it looks like that ant face that we saw yesterday. Probably Ooh. not, because that's a thing of nightmares. Oh, that was awful. Um, great. We glad can... to see that uh, Marvel is paying attention and reading the room. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's they're, great. They're not. I, I think yeah. perhaps that's not that's the case. Not but happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when in you know when you're dealing with a blockbuster, who cares? True. Oh, I will say those those stories have died down considerably and quite quickly. True. Until there's another reason to talk about them, right? Like they haven't been resolved. So I wouldn't right. be surprised if the next time he is in a project or True. there's something else down the road, they bubble people, up again. Yeah. Same with Ezra Miller. This ain't going True. away, you guys. But you can't hide. A celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Wait until the foreign born A list singer discovers who is paying the nanny. (gasps) Foreign born -born A list -list singer. Who's paying the nanny? Adele? Uh, Is this somebody? Is this like a marriage situation? Oh! Oh. mm, Sorry, go ahead. No. The nanny. the nanny. Oh, Fran the nanny. Drescher? Are you talking about nah, Harry Styles? Oh, and Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. I was going to say, are you talking about Olivia Wilde? But I was thinking female, but you're talking about hairs. So, wait, who's paying the nanny? Well, this Meaning might. to get her d- mm-hmm. dirty deeds done. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yup. Now, there are two different ways we could go about this I like blind it. item. Let's each explore them both. Juicy. Now. Who could be paying the nanny? Give me a guess. Well, the first person who we know has to be paying the nanny is the Daily Mail. Yeah. But if we were to think of perhaps a more nefarious route. Uh, Apple. <laughs> Apple? Fiona? Uh, Apple? Yeah, Fiona Apple. Um, no, I was thinking about like who who would it benefit oh, oh, to God. have You're stories. Thinking, like, real big. Yeah, um, I was just thinking like who in the love triangle slash octagon because this thing is just mm-hmm. out of control. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking this paints both Jason Sudeikis 
and Olivia Wilde in a bad light. Florence so Pugh. It could be Florence. That's one name. Mm. And then the other one. G- you, uh, you just said it. Jason Sudeikis? No. Apple? No. What'd you just say? Come on. Olivia Wilde? Thank you. Oh. Thinking about that. Okay, explain how that would work. All right. Well, how that would work is that perhaps Olivia Wilde is trying to create a new narrative for her relationship with Jason Sudeikis. Now, she's not painted in the best of light, but perhaps that's a strategy in and of itself where it's like, I'm going to let some dirty laundry about myself Mm. leak in order to position myself in a certain way. Now, the other way you could look at it is Florence Pugh, because Bradley, you gave us the story yesterday that Florence Pugh might be a bitter Betty because she was with Harry Styles before Olivia Wilde. Yeah, so I'm going to burn it all to the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, that would make a great, a great, episode in this six-part netflix series that i hope comes out someday about this mm-hmm. this uh polyamorous octagon of shenanigans mm-hmm. that would be the name of it <laughs> polyamorous octagon of shenanigans i just think it's a little much to think that like olivia wilde would be like like you're gonna light a match she doesn't she seems too calculated to want to like light a match that could engulf her in flames. Although she really did seem very complimentary of her very own salad dressing. <laughs> if indeed she did. Yeah, but like she rehomed a dog. Yeah. It really seemed like the nanny and Jason Sudeikis had like a buddy-buddy relationship. Yeah. Well, definitely the like the nanny seemed to be more of a Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Well, she never referred to Olivia Wilde in the text yeah. with Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, or the the you know two part uh, Daily Mail exclusive. I am interested in who that paid the dog walker. Line. That's what I want to know. Right? Mm-hmm. Do we Nobody. have a do we have a shorty there, Halls? Sure. Oh, Gordon the dog. Gordon. Another celebrity gossip mystery solved. This Colleen and Bradley. This A list mostly movie actor who's an Oscar winner slash nominee, has long done some shady things out of his home in regards to the occult. Now, he believes it's why he has had a successful career. He recently bought an abandoned church and wants to turn it into a group of like-mind followers. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking uh, about a Scientology experience. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this, I don't know why this name is coming to mind, but is this like a Matthew McConaughey situation? That's a good guess. Or like a Jared Leto experience? No. Okay, so can you remind us again what kind of actor we're dealing with? A-list, mostly movie actor, who is an Oscar winner slash nominee. Now, my hint is, is this person's only a nominee, has never won an Oscar, but has been nominated three times. Ah, thrice. I have mm-hmm. a question to yes. narrow help narrow this down. Do we have any idea that this person has been involved in culty-like behavior? Not necessarily, but so this some... will be a shock. Perhaps? No, but it won't be a shock. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, and it's yeah. not Scientology. All right, no. so let's They're see. just doing their own thing. They're just doing their own... I mean, who knows, based off this oh. blind item. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. Is it like a Will Smith? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Ooh, that's a good guess. Now, some people did say that, but the consensus in the comment section over at crazydaysandnights.net points to somebody else. Some, is it? Is he like went all weird and went to Canada with his wife and they like filmed a video of them having sex? Not Randy Quaid. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh my gosh. 
Uh, now, this okay. person was once the biggest movie star in the world. Has kind of run into problems as of late. Problems. Maybe looking a little um, not his best lately. Uh, Tom Hanks? No. Uh, oh. Not Army Hammer. This person is a fan of jewelry and scarves. Oh, Johnny Depp! Oh, God. Oh, That's so obvious. Uh-huh. Interesting. See, again, yeah. not shocking. No facial hair. No. Yeah, now, Lots of ap- scarves. According to NT Lawyer, the hot gossip is that Johnny Depp believes his dabbling in the occult is why he's had a successful career. And apparently he recently bought an abandoned church and wants okay. to turn it into a group of like-minded they, followers. This is like, this is a trajectory that always happens. What is it with celebrity? That makes people into these types of mm. creatures. I don't know, but you here's the piece to me that that lines up. The last line you said, Holly, mm-hmm. turns people into like-minded followers. We saw how he helmed a shift in perception during that trial. Oh, yeah, and he had, like, rabbit army of fans. Yeah, and so it it wouldn't surprise me if that didn't that Kool-Aid didn't go straight to his noggin a little bit. Oh, sure. Again, right? especially an A-list actor in mm-hmm. his generation where you think that your bleep don't stink because the world has been feeding you a line for years and you're so unaware of the fact that you're out of touch and mm-hmm. completely disconnected from reality. It's fascinating. Yay! Holly, thank you so Don't much. Don't go to that church, kids. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, thank you for bringing those blind items to us. Uh, when we Just come back me. on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's the blind item show. Yay, so we're going to do more blind items. items. But this time, this is of a theme. And we call this theme, Blind Items Told You So. <laughs> and this is uh, about a specific person. And what we will attempt to show you is that this person has always been called out for who we know this person to be now. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Hey, it's a special day right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Lucky you because you love blind items. And uh, you earned an entire show's worth of blind items. Look at you. (laughs) Celebrate with us. Uh, Because you all did such a great job coming together and helping us raise money during Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. Our gift back to you is an entire three-hour show of blind items. And just to keep things interesting... We are uh, taking a little spin on the blind items by reminding you of some blind items of your that are illustrating something we are learning oh. right up up close and personal right now. And that is that James Corden is kind of a jerk. Uh, this is a little segment we're going to call Blind Items Told You So. Yep, the blind items are always right. Okay, actually, the blind items aren't always right, but very often when big stories break around celebrities, you don't have to look too far back into the archives to know that perhaps NT already knew this and told us so. So the interesting thing, like we've been paying attention to NT Lawyer for years now, but one of the things I think that was, I I don't want to say it was shocking, but was 
of interest to us was when we first started to hear blind items about James Corden being sort of disliked and kind of a jerk. So we pay attention to that because that is not necessarily what the public's opinion of James Corden was at the time. So we, our little spidey senses start to tingle when we see those ones and we started to collect them and we knew that NT lawyer knew that James Corden wasn't a very nice guy. And so we would sort of say like, oh, we, he, he knows he's not a nice guy. Yep. We haven't seen anything yet, but we're on high alert. So here's an example. This is from August 2nd of 2020. Okay. Uh, NT lawyer says in this revealed blind item, there's a lot of buzz that this foreign born talk show host may replace the one named host. Great idea. Replace the most hated host with the second most hated Whoa. host. I think I know who that's about. Who's that about? Helen and James Corden. Exactly. Yeah. So that was way back in 2020, in August of 2020, when we learned that Ellen was going to go away. The conversation was, will James Corden be the one to swing in and replace Ellen? And Enti says, they're both gross. So that's gross. Yeah, I will say that, like, um, again, just like from the get go, when we saw the story about James Corden acting uh, a certain way, thanks to Keith McNally, the restaurateur uh, over at Balthazar, Balthazar, excuse me, that's a lot of words. Um, it's just one word, actually. A lot of syllables is what I meant. It it was no surprise to us, and it was certainly no surprise to any other casual reader of crazydaysandnights.net. Yeah, exactly, because we'd already been primed. Yeah. To recognize James Corden as kind of a jerk. Which is why you want to follow us or listen, or, you know, at least you can play the home game and read the blind items on your own. But if you're not doing that, you can always listen to us because that's going to arm you with information the next time, you know, celebrity scandal breaks. Because often you'll just be like, oh, I knew that for years. Mm-hmm. Or you can share it with your friends. And then when it happens, they'll be like, oh my God, you knew. Right. And it's like, how'd you know? Because you know. Because you know. Uh, you want to hear another one let's of those old ones? Oh yeah, how we, was you know James what? Corden we, a jerk? Let's do the music because I forgot to do that oh, earlier. Oh, okay. Oh no, no, I meant the blinded by the item. Oh yeah. Sorry, I just yeah, really we're yeah, we're just doing that like all day. So here's another one, and this one is from September of 2021. Executives at this network are preparing for an expose on this foreign-born late-night talk show host and his problematic relationship. With women he has employed. Oh, I know. So that one, now that one, I don't feel like that one came true. I don't feel like we've heard any of that before. But so this is, was this a confirmed blind item? This was a confirmed blind item that it was James Corden, which make one wonders, right? Did they, did somehow they put the, uh, you know, the breaks on that. Well, okay. When was this? You said 2021, 2021 September 3rd, 2021. Okay, so executives, it's just about a year ago. Yeah. Executives at this network are preparing for an expose on this foreign born late night talk show host and his problematic relationship with women. He is employed. Now this is what makes me wonder if that got shelved somehow in the wake of this conversation, it might be a, an interesting time to dust that thing off. Yeah, certainly. I mean, and, uh, I would say out. the other reason that it might have gotten shelved is because he's leaving and True. people might be like, who cares? But again, who knows? And I would never, I, I wouldn't be surprised now if we see something pop up and you're like, oh, 
Okay, well, NT Lawyer was on to something. Okay, I want to make sure we have time for this one because it's not just NT Lawyer. Uh, There's another website that's been kind of slow lately, but it's called Blind Gossip. And Blind Gossip writes a little bit longer form than our friend NT Lawyer does. But I found this one from December of 2020. Uh, This one is from Blind Gossip. Roll that beautiful bean footage. This larger-than-life celebrity is both an actor and a host. Not only does he have his own show, but he still finds time to work on other TV and movie projects that he finds interesting. When someone called his portrayal of a character in an upcoming musical project, quote, gross and offensive, a prominent actress with whom he previously worked chimed in with her own sentiments. And I quote, she went on and on about him. That is not the only work he has done that is gross and offensive. Everything he does is gross and offensive. He is a gross and offensive human being. She said he was a huge bleep bleep and that she would be only too happy to never have to work with him again. We don't know exactly what he did to her, but it's safe to say she's not a fan. And that would be... James Corden. James Corden. Who was the actress? That's what I want to know. I'm guessing it was probably somebody from Into the Woods. So we'll have to do the math on that one. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're going to do some old, old blind items. Old Hollywood. We're going old Hollywood after this on your very special episode of the Colleen and Bradley show. Blind items on my talk. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 